This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today's guest is Debbie Nicholson. Debbie had a near-death experience about three weeks ago due to a rare reaction during a surgical nerve block to her neck. And today we're going to learn about it. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me and welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here, Jess. Well, thank you. All right. If you don't mind, can you please just start on the day yours happened? Sure, absolutely. Well, on June 2nd of this year, I was scheduled to go in and have a nerve block for my neck. Um, So I went in that morning at nine o'clock. Everything went fine. And I came home and usually you stay a little while at the doctor's office, but the nurse asked me how I was doing. I'm like, I'm doing fine. So she's like, okay, you can go ahead and go. So I drove myself home, but I was feeling exhausted. So I came home and I just crashed into my bed, didn't change clothes or anything. I just laid in my bed and uh, I woke up around, I guess it was around two o'clock. And when I woke up, my left hand and arm was shaking uncontrollably And I'm like, this is really weird. That's never happened before. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's the nerve block wearing off like the, um, what do they call it? The numbing medicine kind of thing. And then I remember the doctor said, I'm going to give you extra numbing medicine. So you don't feel uncomfortable. You don't feel pain or anything. I'm going to give you extra. So I'm thinking, okay, well, several hours after, but maybe it's the medicine wearing off. And then a couple minutes later, my left leg and foot started shaking uncontrollably. And I'm like, okay, well, I've never had this procedure done before. They didn't say anything about this kind of reaction or anything like that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's just working its way out of my system. I'll be fine. So I was scheduled to take my daughter to get her allergy shots, and then we're going to go out to eat. So, you know, everything was fine. And I called my daughter into my room, and she just looked at me like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just shaking. So I said, I can't. I'm scared to stand up because I'm afraid I might fall because I was just shaking so bad. And so she was just kind of keeping an eye on me. And the next thing I knew, I went to swallow. And when I went to swallow, I couldn't breathe. And that's when I started getting scared, like, oh, my goodness, this is not normal. What's going on? So I tried again and I couldn't breathe. So I told my daughter, I said, get your brother and call 911. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So she called 911 and I'm sitting in my lazy boy chair in my room. And so my son came in, he's like, what's going on? He didn't know, you know, anything was going on and he was outside doing yard work. So he came in and um, I was struggling to breathe. And I remember my daughter was holding my left hand that was shaking and my son was holding my right hand and he was kind of kneeling down and my daughter was on my bed and um the next thing I remember, I remember saying to him, how long before they get here? I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. And at that point, sorry if I get emotional, it's still kind of, you know, That's okay. so um, I said, I don't think I'm going to make it, son. And he's like, no, you're okay. You're okay. And I'm like, no, you don't. And, you know, while I'm talking to them, I'm struggling to breathe. And I don't know why, but I felt the need to tell them final goodbyes. So I told him how much I love them and that I'm proud of them and they would be okay. And 
they're like, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I'm like, no, seriously, I think this is it. So I just said my final goodbyes to my children. And then the next thing I know, I said, because my children heard me say, I see heaven. I see heaven. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. And at that time, I was starting to transport. And, and now looking back on it, I was on my way to heaven. And um, whew, and the first thing I saw was my mom. And she was the most beautiful Jeff that I have ever, ever seen her. She was so beautiful. And I knew instantly that it was my mom. And even though I couldn't see like eyes, nose, and mouth, I, I just knew it was her. And we connected. And it wasn't like I'm talking to you now with my mouth moving. It was like, I don't know if it was spirit, soul, um, heart. We just connected. And I knew it was my mom. And I felt so much love. I mean, I know my mom loved me. She was my best friend. We were very close. This was different. It was just so much love. And then I looked to my right. And I saw my dad and it was just a quick instance. I didn't communicate with him or anything. I just looked at him and saw him. And then I looked straight ahead and I saw my daughter that I had miscarried, my daughter's twin. And I'm like, Holly. And she said, yes, mommy, it's me. My daughter named her Holly. I didn't even name her. And um, we started talking and I said to her, I said, I'm so sorry you weren't able to be here with us and live on earth with your sister. Oh my goodness, Jeff. She said, it's okay, mommy. Jesus needed me. God needed me here so I could be with my sister when she needed me. So a little bit of backstory, and I'm sure it's okay with my daughter to share this. She went through a lot as a child. She was abused by her father and she went through a lot. And she said during that time that she was abused, her sister came to her and held her hand and told her, it's okay, you'll be okay, I'm here, you'll be okay. And I always thought that, I never told my daughter that she, I had miscarried a twin, but when she got older, she started talking about Holly. And I said, who's Holly? And she said, that's my sister that died. It's like, wow. And Holly was with her for a long time. And I think when she was about 12, she said to me, she said, mommy, Holly needs to go back to heaven. She needs to go back and get her wings and I'm going to miss her. And, you know, we talked about it and that kind of stuff. So when I saw Holly, we just talked and we communicated and she assured me that it's okay. My sister needed me. That's why I couldn't come to earth because my sister needed me and I needed to be here for her. And that was the best way to do it. So, yeah, and my daughter can tell the story. It's amazing about all of that stuff. And um, so that's the first time I've ever thought about like any kind of supernatural things or ghosts or spirits or whatever, when she would always talk about Holly, but I would never see her or anything like that. But my daughter Evangeline always saw her. So it seemed like I talked to her for a long time. You know, we communicated, but again, not like I'm communicating now, not with our mouths. And when I saw her, it was like a silhouette. My daughter has really long hair. So it was like a silhouette, but I could see she had long hair and she had little cat ears on my daughter always wore cat ears, the little headbands, and I could see the outline of that. And I think that's how I knew it was her. Um, she was the same age as my daughter is now, 24. And it was, oh my gosh, it was such an amazing experience to be able to talk to her and communicate with her. And then after I talked with her, the next thing I remember is I saw a purple butterfly. 
And anyone who knows me knows I love purple and I love butterflies. Um, I have lupus and our symbol of lupus is the butterfly and the color of awareness is purple. So I saw the butterfly and it was huge. I've never seen such a big butterfly. And what I remember about the butterflies, it had purple glitter wings. Beautiful, amazing. So I'm following the butterfly. And then I look up in the distance and I saw Jesus. And I knew instantly it was Jesus. I didn't see his face. I just saw an outline and his arms were outstretched. And I knew he was waiting for me to go to him. I didn't talk like, are you Jesus? Or I just knew. I knew without a doubt that was Jesus. And as I was going to him, I could hear my children. And they were saying, no, mommy, don't leave us. Don't leave us. You can't go. You can't go. And my son's saying, no, it's not your time. It's not your time. We need you. And they were like begging and pleading with me. I heard that even though I was following up to go up to Jesus, I could hear my children. And they told me this after, but I opened my eyes and I looked at my daughter and I looked at my son and they were so emotional and begging me to stay. I, they told me that they heard me say, I see Jesus. So I think they knew that I was going to Jesus because they were begging and pleading me to stay. And when I instantly looked at them, I knew I couldn't leave them. I just knew I couldn't leave them. So I closed my eyes and I looked back, went, went back into whatever was going on. And I looked at Jesus and we communicated and I said, can I stay longer? My kids need me. Can I stay with my kids? And he assured me that it was okay, that I could go back and be with my kids. And then the next thing I know, the EMTs are there and they're pulling me out and taking me to the hospital. And I said to my children after, when I got out of the hospital, I said to them, you know, if you were not in my room that day, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I would have died. But they were there and they brought me back. And Jeff, it was the most amazing, beautiful, beautiful experience I'd ever had. Oops, sorry. Um, most amazing experience I ever had to the peace that I felt is like none other. And the love, the love was so intense. I mean, I'm a mom and I love my children dearly and I would do anything for them. This love was a million times deeper than that love of a mom. It was just absolutely beautiful. And I really think that God gave me a gift. That was a gift to be able to see that. And a little bit of backstory about myself, right out of high school, I went to seminary school to be an ordained minister. Yeah. So I've always preached the word. I've always known heaven is real. I've always believed. I've always had faith. My parents brought me to church as a child. So I grew up in church and that kind of stuff. So when I say heaven is real, it's not like I just realized that. I've always known that heaven is real. But God gave me that gift of being able to see it for whatever reason. I'm thinking now it's to share so that I can tell other people because I immediately, even in the, in the ambulance and I'm still shaking uncontrollably, I have a video of it. It's just horrible. It went on for hours and hours and hours, uh, days actually with my hand and arm and I'm left-handed too. So that was kind of uncomfortable, but I remember saying in the ambulance to the people there, um, I hope you have a heart for God because heaven is real and you, you need to be able to go to heaven. And I was witnessing to them in the ambulance that everybody, I just couldn't stop saying it. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus. And it was just, there's not words in the, 
English language to describe it. You know, I can say totally incredible, amazing, fantastic, all of these adjectives, but they're still not enough to explain what heaven is like. And I feel a burden now in my heart, even though before I've always wanted to testify and witness to other people, it's deeper now. I have more of a passion and I haven't been in ministry for a long time because I have health issues. Um, so I haven't, you know, in church, I work with the kids and the teenagers and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's different now. It's more of an intense burning urge to tell everyone, everyone I see, you need to know that heaven is real. Jesus is real. You need to accept him. So basically that's my story. Well, it's an amazing story. And thank you for sharing that with us. Um, sure. How did Evangeline react when you told her about Holly? She cried. We both yeah. cried. We both cried. Yeah, that's that part. It's really amazing. That's that, yeah, it really is. Since it's only happened like three weeks ago, are you thinking about this experience every single day? Yes, every day. Every it's day. always on my mind. Yes. Is it, is it even like you can't escape it? It's like you're just consumed with thinking about it. Yes. Yes. And then the questions, you know, like, why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. um, you know, all those kind of things, because I have never, ever experienced anything like this. I'd never heard of NDEs before or anything mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah. But now I want to know everything about it. I watched your podcast. Oh. I read, I just read a book about heaven. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's constantly on my mind. And I just want more information and talk oh. to other people that have been through this, because unless you've been through this, you really can't comprehend the intensity of it, you know, with the beauty, the peace, the love. And, and I forgot to say when I was having that experience, my children told me after my daughter told me that during that time that I wasn't talking. And when she heard me say heaven is real, I see Jesus. She said my arm stopped shaking and I had I could breathe and I had just a peaceful look on my face. They saw that. Wow. And they said it was only a couple of minutes, but to me, it seemed like I was there a long time. Wow. Yeah. You know, it makes me think that eventually one of these days, someone's going to be having an NDE like you and whoever is there witnessing it is going to pull out their phone and record it. Yeah, you know, cause, cause that would have been amazing. And right. I, it's so funny you would say that because I said to my daughter, Look, I wish you would have recorded it. <laughs> during the time, you know, everything was happening and they mm -hmm. were scared. To, they were so scared. Sure, yeah. So I didn't think about that. But mm -hmm. yeah, with now everybody recording everything. Mm -hmm. So how do you think you've changed since this experience? Well, like I said earlier, I've always been a Christian. I've always believed. Um, I think the biggest change in me is the need to tell everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, people that know me know I'm a Christian woman, my values, my morals, they know that. And I've always want to have the opportunity to witness that kind of thing. Like one day I was going to a doctor's appointment and I pulled in and the lady next to me was sobbing in her car. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just got bad news. And we talked and, mm -hmm. and I prayed with her. Uh, it was a beautiful experience. Not me. Any, none of this is me. It was all God. But I felt God urging me to ask her if she was okay. And, um, you know, so those kind of things have happened in my life. But now I just want to tell everyone, strangers at the grocery store, you know, walking down the street, hey, guess what, you know? 
Heaven's real. Jesus loves you. You need, and even in the comments, I've made a point. I've had so many comments on my YouTube video. Mm -hmm. I make a point to respond to all of them. And there's been a couple negative ones, of course. Yeah. I even respond to those, but mm -hmm. I just feel like I need to keep sharing because mm -hmm. it's such an amazing experience. All right. Well, you know, it's funny that you said that because I was just chatting with a former guest and we were talking about that. He got a few negative comments and I was saying, even I get negative comments at, t towards me. And I said, if you're going to be in the public, it's almost impossible. If not, it is impossible that you're not going to get some negative comments. So right. you just got to keep moving forward, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to let that stop me. When you're places like the grocery store or something, when you're walking around, do you feel like you just love everybody there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm forever changed, forever mm -hmm. changed. And my ex-husband were not on good terms. And in my heart, I've never had hate for anyone or anything except for him. And that's something I had to deal with in my own heart, because I know the Bible tells us we need to forgive, you know, because God is all forgiving and right. we're be like Jesus. And that's been a battle for me for years. Because in my heart, I couldn't forgive him for what he did to our daughter. Mm -hmm. And that's been the hardest. And um, things have changed. I'm mm -hmm. very forgiving now. And mm -hmm. I'm able to forgive him. Wow, that's amazing. Have you noticed over these few weeks that you've started to, to develop any abilities like precognition or hearing, you know, telepathy or anything that would be out of the normal? No, no, mm -hmm. just that one experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. You may or may not. I'm just, just curious. Have you had any negative after effects from this besides the continuing shaking that you had to get over for a while? Um, yeah, we're still checking things out to make sure I can get full use of my hand again. Mm -hmm. okay. like I just went to the doctor, but my son, he's, he went out of town and he said, mama, don't get any more procedures. Please, please promise me <laughs> anything while I'm gone. Don't do yeah. anything. Yeah. I said, I promise I, I'll never get another nerve block ever, ever. So were you having like neck pain or something or arthritis in your neck and you got yes. something yes. for that? A lot of neck pain and I was supposed to have surgery on it. So I'm prolonging the surgery. Yeah. So my pain clinic doctor said, well, let's try this first. This might mm -hmm. help. Were you getting like a steroid injection in your neck? Was that yes. what it was? Yeah. Yeah. But what's really odd, Jeff, is I've had them before. I've had like trigger injections because I mm -hmm. do have arthritis. Like I said, I have lupus and degenerative disc disease, a lot of different things. But I was in an automobile accident three years ago and it mm -hmm. jerked my neck. And since yeah. then, I've had neck issues on my right side. Mm -hmm. I find it also interesting that you even have been asking yourself, why me? And have you come to any conclusions with that? Like, why did I see Jesus or why did I go to heaven or any of those kind of questions? I think it's to tell other people about it. Hmm. I really do. You know, we live in a sinful, horrible world. Now there's so many sinful things. And, you know, even in the media, because I'm on social media, TikTok and Facebook and that kind of stuff. And you see so much ugliness in the world. And I think the world needs God. And I think he's using his people to share that. You know, it's one thing to say, Yes, I have faith. I believe in God's holy word. I go to church and, you know, those kind of things. But after experiencing what I experience, it's so different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, like I said, I've always had faith, but now it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's mm -hmm. just so incredible. Mm 
-hmm. And I feel the urge because, you know, Jesus is going to return again one day. And it's our responsibility as Christian people to let people know that, you know, and make sure, like I said, in the ambulance, make sure your heart's right with God. And I did say to my son, you know, I remember now because it's hard to remember everything that was happening. When I was saying my goodbyes, I looked at my son again, he was holding my hand and I said, son, make sure your heart's right with God because I want you to join me in eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, I did tell him that because I know my daughter, she goes to church with me, she, but my son doesn't. Mm-hmm. And even though I know my son knows about God because he was raised in church, I just told him, make sure, make sure, because I want to spend eternity with you. Did you happen to mention your experience uh, to your doctor or I know you did to the ambulance people. And if so, did they make any comment about it? I didn't at first. And it's thought that you would just ask me that because mm-hmm. yesterday I went to my neurologist for the first time and I have a number of doctors at rheumatologists and neurologists and neurosurgeon. And he asked me because I showed him the video I told him what happened. And he asked me, he said, well, were you unconscious? And I'm like, I don't know, but let me tell you about this. And Mm -hmm. I briefly told him and he just looked at me and went, yeah, I think that was just probably anxiety for you because you were um, scared about your arm shaking. And so he didn't really. That doesn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense at all. I'm sure anybody who's had anxiety. I think he thought I was kind of like, you know. Usually anxiety isn't a blissful thing, right? Right, right. Yeah. He said, were you, you were probably scared from, you know, that happening and you probably just went there in your mind to like what, I I forget what he said, but I was kind of like thinking to myself, yeah, I don't agree with you. Mm -hmm. And it makes me hesitant to tell my other doctors because of his reaction, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm still going to. Yeah. And if you look at my podcast, I've had doctors on here who have either experienced or study it or whatever. So just because one doctor doesn't, you know. Right. Believe. And happened to be the first doctor I told too. And it right, had a negative right. reaction. Yeah. But I knew that it wasn't anxiety or mm-hmm. stress or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not true. Did you feel like that place was more real than we are here? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. But the only difference is here we feel pain. Here yeah. we grieve. Here there there was none of that it was all consuming love and peace those are the main words that i experienced was peace and love more love that it just yeah so different than here yeah it's such and a, no judgment I, either i there was no, i'm sorry to mean to interrupt it's okay there's no judgment like when i was you know talking to holly and that kind of stuff it was just no judgment and just acceptance and beauty, beauty. I mean, beautiful isn't even a word to describe it. It's beyond the beauty we see on earth. Like mm-hmm. it was like that butterfly. Wow. That was amazing. Amazing. Obviously you love your children, but what I found interesting is that how you felt more love than, you know, than obviously it's completely different from loving your children. I mean, just a lot more love than that. And, and you're not the only person to say that either. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I pride myself on being a good mom because Mm -hmm. I raised my children. I was mom and dad to them. Mm -hmm. And my daughter and I were very, very close. She was born premature. Mm -hmm. When I miscarried her twin, I was on bed rest and Mm -hmm. she had a lot of issues. So our bond is so strong and so amazing. We're best friends. We do everything together. Mm -hmm. We're just very, very close. But the love I felt there doesn't even compare to the love I have for my children. Mm-hmm. And I love my children more than anything in this world, mm-hmm. other than God and Jesus, of course. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the love I felt was just, and I think it was because there, there's no judgment. There's no mm-hmm. sadness or sorrow. Because mm-hmm. I remember as I was going into this journey, I said to my children, I'm going to be okay. It's so peaceful here. And I constantly have pain. I go to pain clinic every month to control my pain. There's never a time in my life that I'm not in pain. But during that time, I felt no pain. My what body, about, no pain. What about now? Has your pain changed since you've been back? It's back to the same it was. It's back to being in pain. Yeah. Mm, Unfortunately, I wish I could have been healed. Maybe yeah. that's coming. Maybe, maybe <laughs> well, it's one day I'll be healed. Yeah. Well, maybe it's still to come. So okay. did you fear death before and do you now? Absolutely not. I've never fe- feared death. I had questions about death, mm-hmm. especially when my parents passed away. Um, I got more into my Bible study, reading about heaven and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I never feared it because I always believed in heaven and God and he would be with me. So I never feared it. But um, yeah. I'm sorry, what was the right? I was going to say, well, you didn't fear it before, then obviously That's now right. you really don't fear it. No, no, no. I can't wait to go back. You can't wait to <laughs> you go know, back. Other than being here with my children and when they're done needing me or whatever. I'm mm. Like I said, if they were not in my room begging me and pleading me to stay and saying it's not my time, I mm. would have just stayed there forever. Wow. So much better than what we go through on earth. What do you think inspires you about this experience? What inspires me? Um, I think I'm inspired to just share my experience. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I'm inspired just to share it with everyone. I spoke with one NDE researcher, and I think she said that about 50% of the people who come back end up getting a divorce. And since you experience that amount of love, do you can do you think you can understand why a person would come back and say, "Hey, my spouse doesn't love me like I felt the love over over there." Something's yeah. wrong. Yes, I can understand that. Hmm. And I I could also understand people after experiencing that coming back and mourning or grieving that they came back because this world is so different. And, and probably wanting to go back to heaven and be there. Yeah. And, and in my, my insur- assurance is that one day I will go back. Right. So now I have that waiting for me. And, and I know I'm going to be with my mom and mm-hmm. my dad and my daughter and all the people that I love mm-hmm. that are going to be there. So I know that's going to be there for me one day. So mm-hmm. that makes me very happy mm-hmm. to know that one day that's where I'm going to go and be. Yeah. Do you feel like you've been given a gift? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know why I'm just me. You know, it could have been anyone else. Um, I feel very blessed and I do feel it was a gift. Have you noticed that electrical things around you have changed? Like weird stuff happens with, you know, 
your computer, or television, anything like that? No, no. Okay. Sometimes people who have had the NDEs will say that we, weird things happen around them with electricity. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that nothing like that has happened. I know uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were at a friend's house and we were making s'mores on the campfire and I was taking pictures of my daughter with her marshmallow and there was like a, a orb in the picture and it wasn't just oh. like a spot. It was, and we both looked at that picture and my daughter said, that's Holly. That's Holly. Holly's with me. Holly's mm-hmm. still with me. That kind of stuff. But that was before this happened. Um, oh, wow. But now when I look at it, I'm like, wow, I really think that was Holly. I remember you saying that Holly decided to go to Jesus, but does she still feel like that Holly has come back even before this incident? Like recently, she felt like she's been connecting with Holly again. I think so. But when she was a child, the connection with Holly, she actually saw her and talked to her. Like I would pick her up from school and she'd come out and she'd be, you know, talking like her best friends, there talking. And, uh, and I'm like, who are you talking to? She's like, Oh, Holly, you know, she visibly saw her and talked to her and was with her. And it's sad because other people didn't understand that. So she lost a lot of friends because she would tell her friends about Holly and they'd be like, what that, you know, I don't believe in spirits or ghosts or whatever. And, you know, um, so yeah, she lost a lot of friends because people thought she was crazy or weird or whatever, but she still, she, it didn't matter to her. Holly was more important. And she still saw Holly and talked to Holly. And she did tell me the other day that she felt like Holly was like her guardian angel now. She doesn't physically see her and know she's right with her all the time. But I think she feels her presence. How has this experience changed your son? My son is very quiet. Um, He doesn't talk a lot. But I think it changed him, especially when he said, Mama, please don't get any more procedures. You know, that kind of thing. Um, we haven't really talked about it. He's been out of town for two weeks. So I plan to talk to him about it and get more of his feelings. After this podcast goes live, I feel pretty confident that people are going to want to reach out to you and chat with you. Do you make yourself public? And if so, how can people, you know, if they want to find you and ask you questions, can they find you on Facebook or on Instagram or your email or? All of those things. I have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, they're all public except for Facebook, mm-hmm. but I can make that public. Do you mind telling people how to reach you? Like, can you tell us your Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever? Sure. All of my handles are at Debbie Dance Mom. It's D-E-B-I mm-hmm. Dance Mom. That's also my email, Debbie Dance Mom at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. And my Facebook is Debbie Hunt Nicholson, my maiden okay. name. All right. AOL. I don't, you know, I know, I know. I, mean, I used to have an AOL address. I wonder if it's still active. It, probably. <laughs> so AOL still out there. Yeah, that shows our age if we did AOL. I know. And, and dance mom too, because my daughter danced for years and mm-hmm. I just never changed it. And then after that crazy show about dance moms came out, when mm-hmm. I give my email, people were like, are you one of those dance moms? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a good dance mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just ancient. I never changed it. Yeah, it's okay. It works. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. All right. Well, before we finish up here, do you have one last positive message that you can share with everyone? I think my positive message is to believe. And if you're not a believer, research it. You know, um, there's Bibles everywhere. I would encourage people to get a Bible and read it. 
um, because all of our answers are in the Bible. The Bible talks about heaven. The, talks of, the Bible talks about how you can get to heaven. Or if you have questions, talk to someone you know that goes to church or someone that is a Christian so people can get answers. You know, I, you don't have to take my word for it. You can find all about heaven and God's word. So I think the most important thing is for people that are watching this, that if you're a believer, maybe it will, I don't know, give some kind of comfort or hope of what is ahead for you. Um, and if you're not a believer, hopefully people seeing this will want to know more information. And the best way to do that is to read God's word or they can contact me and I'd be happy to share. I don't have all the answers, but you know, I'm doing my best. Well, thank you for that message, Debbie. And thank you so much again for being my guest. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate that. And thank you for doing what you're doing. This gives me an outlet to be able to talk to others. So I really appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you. And, you know, if this goes as well that I hope it does, um, I'm hoping that you're going to help thousands of people by watching this video. Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah. If it brings glory to God, our Father, it's not about me. It's, it's all about Him. All right. Well, have a great day and enjoy your thank weekend. You. You too. So nice meeting you, Jeff. Nice meeting you. Take care and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.